Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work, and you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Kelly Apfel is the director of marketing at Freedom Waters Foundation. Very interesting concept in helping kids who are disabled and folks that are disabled. We'll talk to Kelly. We'll also visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government and former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. It is July the 14th, and on this day in 1789, Parisian revolutionaries and mutinous troops stormed and dismantled the Bastille, a royal fortress and prison that had come to symbolize the tyranny of the Bourbon uh, monarchs. This dramatic action signaled the beginning of the French Revolution, a decade of political turmoil and terror in which King Louis XVI was overthrown and tens of thousands of people, including the king and his wife Marie Antoinette, were executed. By the summer of 1789, France was moving quickly towards revolution. Bernard-René Jordan de Lunay, the military governor of the Bastille, feared his fortress would be the target of the revolutionaries and so requested reinforcements. On July the 12th, royal authorities transferred 250 barrels of gunpowder to the Bastille, and Lunay brought his men into the massive fortress and raised its two drawbridges. At, on the dawn of uh, July the 14th, a great crowd armed with muskets, swords, and various makeshift weapons began to gather around the Bastille. Lunay's men were able to hold the mob back, but as more and more Parisians were converging on Bastille, Lunay raised a white flag of surrender over his fortress. Lunay and his men were taken into custody, and the Bastille's gunpowder and cannons were seized, and the seven prisoners were freed. Upon arriving at the Hotel de Ville, where Lunet was to be arrested and tried by the Revolutionary Council, he was instead pulled away by a mob and murdered. The capture of Bastille symbolized the end of the Asian uh, regime and provided the uh, French revolutionary cause with an irresistible momentum. In 1792, the monarch was abolished, and Louis and his wife Marie Antoinette were sent to the guillotine for treason in 1793. <clears throat> while kind of happening at the same time, our revolution was a a lot different than the the French Revolution. This uh, was a revolution against something. Uh, Our revolution was thought through and a revolution for something. That's individual freedom. So uh, nevertheless, uh, it, it all ended in 1792, the French Revolution. Well, inflation climbed 9.1% over the past 12 months and the highest year-over-year percentage increase since December 1981, that according to the Department of Labor. The Consumer Price Index increased 1.3% between May and June, according to the Department of Labor report released yesterday. Economists predicted the CPI would increase by 1.1% last month and 8.8% over the 12-month period ending in June. The energy index rose 7.5% over the month and contributed nearly half of all the items increased, with gasoline index raising 11.2% and other major component indexes also rising. The DOL said in the report the food index rose 1% in June, as did the food at home index as well. The White House preemptively downplayed the inflation data, saying the metric was already outdated as prices had begun to supposedly decrease. Gasoline index rose 11.2%, while food at home index increased by 10.4% year over year. Almost all aspects of the American purchases increased in June, including shelter and uh, airline fares, new and used cars and trucks and medical care, household furnishings and operations, recreation and clothing, uh, according to the BLS. CPI surpassed the Federal Reserve's 2% target, you think, (laughs) in May of 2021 and has continuously climbed higher and higher ever since, according to federal data. So this uh, president's pointing out, hey, prices are down. Gas is down 40 cents a gallon. These these numbers aren't right. Well, they're not right. I'm sure many of those numbers should be higher. In fact, probably the overall inflation rate is much higher than uh, 9.1%. 
And Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat from Massachusetts, blames Russian Vladimir Putin's corporate monopolies and supply chain issues for the United States inflation report from yesterday, while seemingly absolving Democrats and President Joe Biden from the record high inflation rate of 9.1%, America's highest mark since the early 1980s. Well, to me, it looks like Pocahontas is putting on the war paint and positioning herself as a presidential candidate as Joe Biden seems to be dropping out of the picture. She continued, an energy shock from Putin's war with Ukraine, supply chains still reeling from a pandemic and corporate monopolies raising prices are all driving inflation, said Warren on Twitter, attempting to rationalize corporate's pricing woes. I'm deeply concerned, she said, that the Fed is still ill-equipped to respond and re uh, to rate hikes and could cause a recession. Congress needs to step up, too, Warren continued, while also demanding Congress take action by making billionaire corporations pay a minimum tax, in invest in affordable child care, and empower Medicare to negotiate lower prescription drug prices. Now, that should really cut inflation. Well, Or she also added, we must use every tool to lower costs for working families. Ted Cruz a uh, Republican from Texas, said the Democrats have run out of excuses for the 40-year high inflation, surging gas prices and food prices, and worker wages falling considerably short of other cost-of-living trends. The Biden administration and the Democrats are going to try and come up with a new ridiculous lie to spin these inflation numbers. They've already tried inflation is not happening. It's transitory. It's high-class problem, and it's a good thing, and it's Putin's fault, said Cruz via Twitter. Cruz then added, nobody's buying their spin. Well, that's for sure. On July 4th, Newsmax chronicled the civics poll that had President Biden underwater in 48 states, including his home state of Delaware, covering the last 12, 18 months. The Biden administration has also dealt with a baby formula shortage, surging prices for meat and other proteins, supply chain issues, record high pr gas prices, and the hasty Afghanistan withdrawal all led to the Taliban taking over the country. Other than that, he's done a pretty good job. What do you think? <laughs> Joe Biden, our president. Every decision, I think if we all did exactly the opposite of what he decided to do, we'd probably never make another mistake again. Well, the Department of Justice announced the launch of a new task force on Tuesday that will promote abortion across the country, could challenge certain state laws on abortion. The task force, called the Reproductive Rights Task Force, will use resources and manpower from the Department of Just Justice to protect access to reproductive health. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June, as Attorney General Garland has said in the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, it's a devastating blow to reproductive freedom in the United States. Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta said, the court abandoned 50 years of precedent and took away the constitutional right to abortion, preventing women all over the country from being able to make critical decisions about our bodies, our health, and our futures. And let's not forget the murder of our babies. <laughs> that was my addition, by the way. But Gupta added that the new initiative was part of the department's commitment to protecting abortion. Part of the task force will be look at whether various states and local uh, laws also are, are in conflict with federal law. One of the issues that the Department of Justice said it would challenge would be as if states penalize a woman for leaving the state where abortion is illegal to go to an abortion state where, that's where it is legal. The department also said it would challenge states who ban the abortion-inducing drug bepiferzone. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but nevertheless, when the agency uh, would contrast with the uh, Food and Dr Drug Administration's expert judgment about its safety and efficacy. Pro-life advocates say that inside from the uh, obvious danger to the unborn child, there could be dangers to mothers uh, from the drug as well, and there certainly are, <clears throat> I've learned. Even, even though mepiferstone-induced abortions have been used in the United States for over 20 years, there still have been no randomized trials to systematically investigate the immediate, short, mid- and long-term risks. Indeed, what literature has been published has nearly always been funded and contrasted, conducted by groups and organizations committed to expanding abortion access, often with a history of advocacy for population control. According to the Department of Justice, some of the task force's work will be proactive and it will involve people with reproductive service providers who might include Planned Parenthood or other service similar organizations. The department also encouraged Congress to pass abortion legislation, a move that President Joe Biden has consistently urged in addition to legislating 
uh, codifying uh, Roe v. Wade. Good luck with that. Following the announcement that the Supreme Court had voted to overturn Roe and effectively return abortion legislation to the states, Attorney General Merrick Garland condemned the decision. The Supreme Court has eliminated an established right that has been an essential of women's liberty for a half a century, a right that has safeguarded women's ability to provi- participate fully and equally in society. And in renouncing this fundamental right, which is repeatedly recognized and reaffirmed, the court has upended the doctrine of stare decisis, a key pillar of the rule of law, he claimed. He was criticized for a statement by some who said it was challenging the legitimacy of the court through his disagreement, and I certainly agree with that. Boy, he's become a real political hack. He was up uh, and nominated to become a Supreme Court just Associate Justice. Thank goodness he wasn't, and uh, I think he should be impeached uh, for his role as uh, Attorney General. Dr. Anthony Fauci is now acknowledging that what many experts have been saying and warning for months— The COVID-19 vaccines don't protect overly well against infection. Uh, Fauci recently got the coronavirus, despite being vaccinated and boosted, said the inoculations are still worth it because they clearly help prevent the virus from advancing to a more serious infection. How does he know that? He doesn't. One of the things that uh, clear from the data is that even though vaccines, because of a high degree of transmissibility of the virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection, they protect quite well against the severe disease, disease leading to hospitalization and death, he said. And I believe that that's the reason why at my age, being vaccinated and boosted, even though it didn't protect me against infection, I feel confident it made a major role in protecting me from progressing to a severe disease, he said. That's very likely what I had relatively, that's why I had a relatively mild course of the disease. The nation's uh, top infectious disease doctor and uh, President Biden's chief medical advisor said he continues to strongly recommend getting the shots. My message to people who seem confused because people who are vaccinated get infected, the answer is, is if you weren't vaccinated, the likelihood is you will have had a more severe course than you did if you in fact got vaccinated, he explained. How does he know that? Where's the proof? He doesn't have any proof. He never has any had any proof. The guy is a hack also. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci. If, if you haven't read uh, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci, it's a great read. and You can understand uh, what a hack this guy really is. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, I'm going to visit with Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Thank you. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Kelly Apfel, the Director of Marketing at Freedom Waters Foundation. Right now we have with us Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, sure. We're a um, not-so-profit organization. We focus... Uh, exclusively on K through 12 education and anything that really affects our kids. Um, we're um, at very active in trying to get rid of the indoctrination um, to expanding uh, school choice. We'd love to see an education savings account where the money follows the child. And so those are the kinds of things we get involved in. Yeah, um, doing great things. Uh, uh, GoFLCA.com is the website. I just think uh, in this decade that you've been in existence, you've made a tremendous contribu contribution to increasing the quality of public education here in Florida, Keith. So congratulations to you. Thank you. So, uh, Keith, uh, this transgender thing, stuff is kind of, I don't know if you saw the video clip of uh, uh, Senator Hawley talking to the professor about uh, uh, becoming pregnant and so forth but it's really concerning uh, is anything going on in Florida sure yes actually uh, a, a whole bunch of us there were well over 100 of us that were up in Tallahassee last Friday uh, the governor has proposed to uh, the uh, Florida agency that manages the the Medicaid funding uh-huh uh, he's proposed a rule that would prohibit the uh, funding using Medicaid dollars to fund uh, transgender surgeries, uh, horm uh, hormonal blockers, um, you know, any any of that kind of treatment. And uh, so it was a hearing by a committee that uh, was just taking public comment. Uh, but it's uh, it was amazing to me for the you know I've been up there a lot and. Uh, this time around, uh, th there must have been 150 people in the audience, so well over 100 of them were supporting the governor's proposal, uh, as was many of the people on the panel that were holding the hearing. So um, we'll see how that turns out, but it was uh, it's an interesting proposal and one I think that uh, it should, in fact, be um, enacted as a rule. In fact, uh, uh, the um, Arkansas just passed a safe... Uh, Save Kid uh, Child Act that uh, does exactly the same thing and codifies it. So uh, that may be something the legislature would be interested in codifying in the future. Yeah, no, it's just amazing to see that some states, in fact, are allowing this transgender uh, uh, transition uh, to yeah. to happen without parental uh, uh, choice or without parental uh, okay. So this is just amazing stuff. I'm so happy that we're taking a stand uh, against it. All right, Keith, I'd like to move to what's happening in Collier County. Uh, any update? Yeah, we have a couple. Uh, we have actually three things I'd reference quickly. Uh, one, we have been working really hard, as I think you and your listeners might be aware of, on vetting candidates for all of the local offices um the um, school board the two board of county commission races and the group three judicial candidate race and we've just posted on our website uh in in uh 
working with Christian Family Coalition, a voter guide. Uh, now, I want to be clear, uh, we're, a, we're both a 501c3 and a 501c4. I don't want to confuse your audience with that. But this, um, uh, this voter guide is posted on flcaction.org. It's, an, it's a different legal entity, if you will. Uh-huh. And again, uh, it's flcaction.org. Um, so uh, if, if, you're, if your listeners are interested in the voter guide, you help them understand the, uh, the values of the candidates. Um, we urge them to, to, to take a quick look at that voter guide before they vote. Absentee or vote by mail ball- ballots just went out yesterday. So the, the um, primary has begun. Yeah, no, and, and uh, I just encourage our listeners to make sure that you understand what these candidates stand for, because this, you know, they control about one point two billion dollars of our tax money. Over half of the money that we pay in taxes goes to education, and unfortunately, they've uh, been we've not paid much attention to the candidates and what they stand for. So, this is a be a great source resource to uh, to learn more about the candidates. Anything? The other thing we have, Bob, is uh, a bit quick uh, on our regular website, <clears throat> oflca.org or .com, either one works, website. Uh, we have a petition uh, we're, that we're asking uh, voters in Florida, um, residents in, in, I'm sorry, residents in Collier County to sign that would um, demand that the current school board not begin the process uh, to uh, to hire a new superintendent. Cam Patton is retiring next June, and there's a move afoot for the uh, the current board uh, uh, to, to uh, start that whole process of hiring a new superintendent. And we think that responsibility uh, and effort ought to clearly be the, the, the new board, whatever that is, elected uh, either on the 23rd of August or if it goes to the November election. Um, so there's a petition on our website uh, goflca.org. Please sign it, share it with your friends. And on our flcaction.org website is a voter guide. I will say that uh, it would be great if we did wait to make sure that uh, a school board that's been newly selected can help make these decisions. I would expect that we're going to see some replacements of some of the uh, current school board members. In my opinion, we should. I know you can't say that, but in my opinion, we should. And if we do, we'll probably make a better selection of our new super school superintendent. Uh, I couldn't agree more. So, Keith, uh, I understand that you're uh, going to hold a Hispanic event. Yeah, uh, on J- July 23rd, and it's on our website uh, under the events, uh, we're holding the truth, the problem, and the solutions. It's a Spanish community forum uh, featuring Fernando uh, Godo and uh, our, our very own uh, Style Dantes, who's our marketing manager, uh, fluent in, in three languages. And uh, you can get the details on our website. It'll be uh, uh, at a location here in Naples, um, Ayavita and Jesus. And uh, we urge, uh, it'll be in both languages. Uh, It'll be an excellent opportunity um, for you to help us engage the Hispanic community and what's going on in our schools. So Great. Is it going to be uh, focused on elections or just the the general? No, it's going to be focused on uh, uh, really on on all of the indoctrinations going on in schools, helping uh, Hispanic parents understand what's going on. Outstanding. Keith Law, again, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, uh, GoFLCA.com is the website and FLCA Action. Dot com, is it? No, dot org. Dot FLCAction.org. Okay, org is the website to uh, take a look at the voter guide as well. Keith, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. Have a great weekend. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Kelly Apfel. She is the Director of Marketing at Freedom Waters Foundation. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. 
On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. Among other things, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kelly Apfel. She is the director of marketing at Freedom Waters Foundation. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. Good to be here. And thank you, Kelly. Tell us about Freedom Waters Foundation. Yeah, so um, Freedom Waters Foundation, um, we are not-for-profit, um, and we are based in Naples. Um, we take uh, care of um, children with special needs uh, by providing therapeutic on-the-water um, programs. So it's children with uh, and adults with special needs, children with uh, life-threatening uh, illnesses, veterans and at-risk youth. So it's basically founded in, in 2006. Um, and although we are uh, based in Naples, we actually provide these programs to uh, about 45 uh, local social service agencies across uh, Lee and Collier County. Um, so these on-the-water therapeutic programs could be um, anything from a, a one-hour, uh, an hour and a half to three-hour, you know, uh, boat outing. Um, or we have an adaptive sailing program also for our participants with special needs. Um, we also offer um, fishing tournaments and um, for we do a, a girls' heels and wheels, a boys' and uh, boats. Um, so several programs, but really focusing on um, those participants in our community in need. Each of the programs and the out, the boat outings are 100% tailored to these participants and the social service agency and their special needs and requirements. And, of course, the the uh, programs are 100% free to the participants that we support. Um, our goal for 2022 is to provide about 3,500 on-the-water um, experiences um, for those we serve. And, you know... Our mission is really to offer a chance for some joy and respite and for some of our veterans who, you know, might be suffering from PTSD or traumatic brain injury or kids that are suffering cancer and in treatment. We just want to give them an opportunity to leave all their cares and worries at the dock and just get on a boat and go for an outing and just offer them and their family a day of just freedom and respite and, and wellness and basically a day of normalcy that the they really, it might be a rare occurrence for them to have that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's what that's what we do. It's uh, offering great programs for local participants. Very, Kelly, that sounds so interesting and, and really useful. Uh, how did uh, how did you select the water? I, it's, it sounds like it's a, a number one is creating a, a great opportunity for uh, an experience for uh, those who participate. But I'm wondering, is there therapeutic interest or or a part of this uh, foundation? 
Yeah, so Debbie, who is um, Debbie and John Weller uh, are the founders. Um, Debbie was a licensed uh, social service worker. Um, she has tra- uh, traveled all over the world, uh, creating uh, a sailing programs and teaching people how to sail, and especially people with special needs. So that has been her whole life. That is just her heart and her her purpose in life is the water and sailing and programs for special needs, and and really kind of try to take care of people in a different way and so um she had been doing these programs um you know again all her years over all over the world even as far as i was australia and then somebody one day literally said to her you need to start a foundation and offer this locally and, and that's what she did and you know we have a phenomenal board that really kind of helps direct us and, and can continue to grow that impact but really debbie's passion her heart um to help people um and and offer and the water the water piece is just um it's a place for the soul to go is, is how we we you know we think about it we you know people can go to therapy they have physical therapy mental therapy but for us the water is a piece of that your soul and your spirit and mental wellness that um, the water offers and that we uh, we know for sure when our participants get off um, one of our on-water experiences or a boat out in, um, you know, we take surveys and we talk to them during the event and, and that is what they talk to, just um, that kind of mental and, and uh, respite and that soul piece that you just can't quite make tangible it's something that it's quite magical when yeah. it happens out there no question kelly so uh how do you get referrals or do or, uh in other words uh, i'm sure there's constituents out there that are perhaps not even uh familiar with freedom waters foundation yeah you know so part of uh, my role is obviously creating awareness you know we have our website which is freedomwatersfoundation.org i encourage people to go there check out what we do check out our programs and if you are a social service agency or you're a family and you are an individual and you're a veteran or you 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 know a veteran or you you know know a kid that's going through a cancer treatment or a family that really needs some respite um you reach out to us. Um, we, our number is 239-263-2377. Or again, check out the website, freedomwatersfoundation.org, and uh, reach out to us. Someone will get back to you. Um, we also reach out to a lot of the social service agencies and let them know about us if they don't already reach out to us. So there's there's no shortage of participants. Mm. Um, what we are constantly looking to grow is uh, captains and their vessels and volunteers to assist with the, the growth of this program. Hmm. So, yeah, definitely check out the website and our Facebook page, too, Freedom Waters Foundation Facebook page. Uh, lots of great information on there. Well, I would imagine that all this costs money, <laughs> a lot of money, actually. So uh, how, how are you funded? A hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and although we offer this program a hundred percent free to our participants, it still costs us money. So my role as the marketing and development um, director is the fundraising aspect. So, you know, when it, so part of that is applying for grants part of that is fundraising um we our biggest fundraiser is our kind mariners ball and that happens february 23rd of 2023 at the naples yacht club it is a a huge portion of our fundraising budget and it's essential to to making sure we can continue to grow this uh these programs and impact more and more um local people in need um so definitely if you check that out you know that's a, a really fun event and it's a great fundraiser with an auction but um you know live music it's a band but also to um you know uh volunteers that want to help with that fundraising and, and creating awareness is always something we welcome. We have about 350 local volunteers that dedicate their time to us, um, and they're amazing, And but always looking to grow that to help with the spread awareness and, um, you know, donate. And, and if people want to donate their time or, you know, their treasures, um, we have a treasured friend program, which is like a monthly reoccurring program, and I encourage people even if they can give even five or ten dollars a month, that treasured friends program is an easy way to donate and and make an impact to, to somebody who really needs it. Kelly sounds like just a terrific organization. Again, it's Freedom Waters Foundation, all one word. FreedomWatersFoundation.org is the website, and uh, to opportunity to find out more about the organization, to make a contribution if you're so inclined, and also to to uh, sign up for the gala or at least save the date coming up in, in February. Kelly, I always appreciate, I appreciate your commentary on here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me and uh, giving me an opportunity to talk about Freedom Waters Foundation and uh, the great work that we're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you as well, Kelly. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and publisher of 
HistoryCentral.com. We're going to do that much and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, a terrific organization. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seaton. Tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and it's not happening. Well, it is happening in some ways. The Supreme Court certainly helped out here in the last couple of weeks in terms of uh, perhaps... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid in my cynicism that what's going to happen is, remember when Andrew Jackson said to the Supreme Court, it's your ruling, you come and enforce it? I have a feeling all the executive branch agencies are going to ignore what the Supreme Court said last week. You know, Seton, unfortunately, there's a lot in what you say. That is a real possibility, but uh, hope, well, hope springs eternal. So, hey, you wrote a, you wrote a column, a D.C. maximum density when conservative incorporated finally embraces a good idea. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, I, politically, you, have, you know, it, it, I, I'm not comparing... Donald Trump to Jesus Christ, but it's in D.C. It's almost pre-Donald and post-Donald. Mm-hmm. It was a seismic, tectonic, plating-shifting event. Uh, Trump's four years in Washington, and one of the many frauds that was exposed, or a group of fraudsters, was what we've now sarcastically uh, dubbed conservative Inc. And it's the institutional conservatives that were in D.C. for 50 years who never succeeded at anything except losing. And they raised lots of money and made lots of money and went to all the parties with all the liberals because of the, and, and the institutionalists in D.C. because they, they lost and, and they were tolerable and they didn't try too hard and they didn't rock the boat too much. And they... They, at Seton, Seton, they wanted more government, 
but a little less than the Democrats. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's lots of names, and, and, you, and your listeners are probably thinking of some right now as we're discussing, you know, Bill Crystal, Jonah Goldberg, yep. uh, you know, th- that type of person. Um, and, uh, you know, again, the people who, you know, who allegedly were professional analysts of politics who chose Biden over Trump and are now claiming they didn't know Biden was going to be this bad. Well, then you're, you're an idiot and we shouldn't have listened to you for four minutes, let alone 40 years. Um, so anyway, these people really are having trouble dealing with the new reality. And one of the, one of the things that really shifted under Trump, and we were, I was, less government was talking about it uh, for a decade before Trump ran for office, but Trump was talking about it for decades before he ran for office, so I'm not trying to take credit for Trump, is on free trade, which, which D.C. And, and conservatives were certainly in on it. Um, conservative, Inc., conservative Inc. was certainly in on it. We would allow other countries to tariff our stuff and limit our imports, you know, our stuff being imported into their countries. They'd mass subsidize their stuff and send it here, about which we would do nothing. Right. We wouldn't tariff. We wouldn't limit imports. And we allowed these mass subsidies to be Trojan horses to come in and undermine our domestic manufacturing sector. And Trump came in and said, this is stupid trade. This is a dumb trade. And you're undermining America. So let's not do this anymore. Well, Trump imposed, uh, to get specific, there's one sector, which, again, I'm not a big fan of. It's solar panels. But. Right now, there are a couple of domestic solar manufacturers, and there are a bunch of companies that import solar panels and and, and all all their parts from China. Yeah. Well, China's using coal-fired power plants and slave labor to make their solar panels. So, of course, they're going to be cheaper than the domestic manufacturers. And so Trump put some tariffs on the solar panels coming from China. Right. Well, and, and, and as part of all this, I, uh, I suggested in September, you know, we're the only country that's actually committing economic suicide in the name of climate change. China's not. Uh, no other country is. It's just us. We're, we're the only ones stupid enough to, you know, Put, put deed to our stupid word on climate change. Well, I'll say this. Uh, Sri Lanka took a good swing at it, and so is uh, the Netherlands right now. Well, they were already, I mean, they were already teetering on the brink anyway. It didn't take much of a swing to yeah. tip Sri Lanka into poverty. Right. Um, but so, so, um, so yeah, so uh, I suggested back in September a border carbon tax, meaning right. if, if if, if China is going to use coal-fired power plants to, to, to make solar panels, and, and this applies to everything. This is, I, I brought solar panels specifically. But this applies to everything. If, you're under, if, we're, if we're being forced, our manufacturers are being forced to use wind and solar, which is much less reliable and much more expensive, and therefore a de facto subsidy to every other manufacturer on the planet, let's try to adjust that advantage against our manufacturers by having a border carbon tax. If China's going to use coal-fired power plants, let's ta- tariff their stuff when it comes in here. Well, when I suggested it, it was a bill in Congress with 10 Democrats and no Republicans on it. Well, flash forward from September to February, and all of a sudden there was this story in Politico. The bipartisan solution, border carbon tax. And huh. I was like, whoa, that's a... That's a pleasant shift in the right direction. It, it even got so far to the point where, you know, Manchin's trying to resurrect Build Back Better with these meetings. Every Republican that was participating in these meetings, their entry fee, basically their ante to say, well, we won't show up unless border carbon tax is on the agenda. Well, that's a huge shift yeah. from September. And, and, and the reason I brought up all this conservative ink stuff is it's, it's like um, – Mahatma Gandhi making fun of alleged leaders around the world. Where are the people going? I must know so I can lead them. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's what finally happened. Last week, 
uh, Holman Jenkins at the Wall Street Journal, which is probably the worst conservative ink publication when it comes to free trade and immigration, too, by the way. Huh. Uh, but, but free trade, they're awful on free trade, too. And Holman Jenkins wrote, perhaps the only way to deal with the climate alarmists is a border carbon tax. And my literally the first piece I wrote about it back in September, the title was Border Carbon Tax to Deal with Climate Alarmists. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was basically the same title just eight or nine months later. <laughs> wow. I, so like, I felt like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing story, Seton, and uh, you know it does make sense because it allows the United States to recover uh, tariffs or fees uh, as a consequence of people, uh, you know, not, for example, uh, towing the mark when it comes to climate change. Unfortunately, it's really a false measure of. of uh, I, I, right now, the, uh, Biden is thinking of getting rid of the tariffs uh, uh, that we've imposed on China for for our imports. Uh, which right. is really a bad idea. This guy. He- oh, it's, it's, it's amazing the, the minuscule dollar dollar amounts of tariffs versus the maximum economic impact to the better it's had on our country. Right. Um, those little tariffs led to a lot of new manufacturing jobs in the in the United States, and so you know they're, they're saying they're getting rid of them in the name of. Uh, inflation. Well, it's like it's like forty billion dollars, right? In tariffs, in, a, in an economy that does twenty plus trillion dollars a year, right? It's not even it's not even a rounding error, right? It's a, and and to say you're doing this to reduce prices is completely absurd. Biden wants to do it because he's you know sold out to the Chinese. Uh, that's one reason, and the other reason is again these these. Companies who have made tons of money selling out the United States by moving their manufacturing to China don't want to pay the $40 billion. This is one of those times, you know how we as conservatives always say a tax on a business is really a tax on, on the, 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 Consumer. the buyers? Yeah. This is one of those instances where that's not really true. Yeah. What this, this $40 billion is coming out of their hip pocket. Right. And it, it wasn't really, it's not going to really be, make any difference to the consumer. At the at the at the point of purchase, this is them just being extra greedy and wanting that extra extra gravy in their back pocket as they sell out the country to China. No question. I mean, we're seeing now companies moving down to down to Mexico and out of the country as a consequence of the the uh, the policies that have been imposed by this administration. NAFTA. I, I posthumously re- apologized, uh, and I still do, over and over again. To Ross Perot and his giant sucking sound about NASA. Yep. He was 100% correct. Yeah. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. He always has interesting things to say about what's going on here locally and across the world. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse. Building a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples is going to be absolutely exquisite. Also bringing you professional New York style theater at its very best. And you can get tickets now and find out more by visiting the website Gulf Shore Playhouse. Org. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Bob, it is uh, always a pleasure to uh, hear that bright, cheery voice of yours on a Thursday morning. So my day is good. My day is good, too. It's starting off on the right foot. So thank you, Bill. So um, we have another lawsuit against what's happening at the uh, Naples Beach Hotel. I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, uh I, I I was I was shocked. Uh, I guess he's I guess Mr. Myers is putting a last minute ditch in uh, uh, effort to to stop the beach club. Um, it, I, I just saw it last night, um, so I'm not sure it hit the uh, hit the hit the paper yet. But uh, he's now he's filed against um, you know against the beach club. I guess against uh, I don't know if he's filed against counsel or whatever, but he's been mad at them because they passed the, at the last hearing. Um, he's listed, oh my gosh, Bob, pages and pages. It was a 13-page lawsuit in Kyer, in uh, Kyer County uh, Circuit Court, um, and he's threatening, um, he's threatening another lawsuit to follow. Uh, um, I, I mean, I just, I don't know what you do with this guy. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, I mean, the, the beach club now is pretty much torn down. It's a total mess. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I can't imagine why you'd want to stop progress at this point. You better got to, you want to build something to replace what's been torn down. Well, one of the things that, that, that caught my eye last night um, and on, on this uh, uh, printout um, online was he said, just remember, he said, even if something gets built and then they find that, it was wrong or done wrong. He's saying that this that it's built too high and and other things. But he says then it has to come down. I mean, he wanted to make sure he got that dig in. Wow. Um, which was just absolutely. Yeah. I I don't know. Um. So anyway, we'll 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 keep an eye on that. Um. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing to me that how much uh, difficulty uh, this. I don't know, Mr. Myers, but he must not be a very happy man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, he's, um, he's, uh, I'll keep my comments, uh, so I don't get, so, so you and I don't get on that lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea, Bill. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's going to, but do you think this lawsuit's going to delay anything? No. Good. I, I don't think they're going to stop anything. The judges have ruled, uh, time and time again, and, um, they'll, um, they, they're required, I'm sure, by law to go through it and treat it with the usual, the same procedure. But I'm not sure that they're going to put any uh, stop work order on it. Yeah, good. Excellent. You know, I mean, so they're, 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 they're moving along. And um, this is just another, another cog in the, uh, you know, in the system. And um, indeed. But- so yep. I mean, it seems pretty quiet around Naples these days. Uh, in fact, it seems more quiet now than it was uh, last year at this time. Yeah, I I agree. I talked to some uh, uh, business owners and uh, some of the restaurant people. Um, they're still 
you know, there's there there's still some hope. I haven't seen many Europeans, mm-hmm. you know, and and usually that's a pretty big part of the summer, even though it probably could come at the end of this month and, and into August. Great point. Uh, and September. So we'll hope so. You know, it's like every season. It's always it's always a struggle. And um, uh, but the the the, the tourist agencies and um, uh, the the big companies are definitely putting some money in and saying, hey, Naples is a great place to come visit in the summer. The prices are right, et cetera. So, you know, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed for them. Indeed. So uh, anything catching your eye nationally? What uh, anything that uh, you uh-huh. <laughs> what it what isn't bob i know what is i mean I, you know i i told you i'm a i'm a new york <laughs> new york post guy and you know the the uh the headlines is, is uh, today are biden inflation <laughs> and true 9.1 percent. it's like oh my gosh um it's a uh, it's it's sad to watch, but also you know we got some local elections coming up uh, next month, and I'm I'm very interested in them. Yep. Um, and uh, to see whether they're going to make any changes, I hope that the school board, uh, uh, I hope the incumbents get elected. I mean, with all the marvelous, absolutely terrific um, kudos that 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 we've received, uh, you know, pretty much tops in the state of Florida. When you compare the whole U.S. Uh, to them, they're right up there. Um, uh, I mean, and Kamala Patton has done such a phenomenal job. And yet, no matter where you go, Bob, you got to find someone that's going to criticize the system and criticize this. I, I should know. I should know better. You know, I mean, I should know that that's just the way it works these days. Yeah. But our school system is is so good, and I would be so proud if I had little kids uh, anymore that were in that system. I'd be so proud. Well, you know, Bill, uh, the thing is, and I must admit that I'm on the other side of this issue. <laughs> but, well, you can be. But uh, I must say it's uh, the, the, the reading level and, uh, the you know, the, how kids can execute in terms of their reading, writing, and arithmetic. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not there. I think these uh, metrics that they're establishing in order to measure the success of schools is not very effective. Well, I think you got to look, and you, you and I again, we we get on opposite sides, uh, which is kind of fun. Yep. Um, I think you got to look at the big. I, I I'm looking at the big picture. I'm looking at the at the um, at some of the rankings and and the comments and what the what the school board itself has has done and accomplished over the years. Uh, so who knows? We'll see. Hey, listen, you 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 and I, neither one of us know what the voters are going to do. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And well, but you made a great point. Uh, they're sending out, uh, by the way, uh, mail-in ballots. They're sending those out, I think, today, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. And uh, just a reminder to our listeners that if you haven't registered to vote or if you have any questions about uh, voting, should check out the, well, it's an easy to use website. I forgot that. I think it's Voter, Collier, Naples. Yeah. Co- Do you know the website? Yeah, yeah they, they, they can they can go on online and get that. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's for county commission and, um, and school board. And um, I might say there are a few judges um, in there as well. One that I don't get in trouble with you for for putting a plug out. Her name is Pamela Barger, and uh, this is a terrific, terrific lady. Um, but anyway, we we will see what happens. So she's running for Collier County Judge. Yes, yeah, she yeah she's running for judge, and you know they they're not allowed to they're not allowed to do much much uh, politicizing uh, yep. for whatever their reasons are and rules. But uh, she she's a, a very experienced, has worked for the court system for 15 years, et cetera. But they can go, you can look at her uh, her website, uh, pambarger.com. So um, anyway, that's... Uh, that's the you know, scoop here in Naples. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the scoop in Naples. You yeah. are right. Uh, Bill Barnett, again, uh, former mayor of Naples. I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Bill, thank you so much for joining well, us. Well, thank you, Bob, and keep getting better daily. I can't wait to hear about that first golf game. All we'll right. Take care. <laughs> appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. Uh, well, that's a wrap here in today's show. We've got great guests lined up for tomorrow, including our United States representative, our congressman, Byron Donalds will be with us. We'll visit with William Yateman, a research fellow at the Cato Institute. We'll be talking about what's happening on Capitol Hill. 
Not much, I must say, lately. Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of many books. He's just come out with a new one. And Dean Clancy will be joining us as well. Always appreciate your comments here on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, and I suppose if you've been <laughs> listened to the show up to this point, you probably do. I hope you'll tell your friends and pass the word. It certainly helps out our advertisers who really support the show, and I appreciate uh, their support. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.